0: Caution, learning in progress. Welcome to Smarter Every Season, the podcast brought to you by Precision Planting's product support team. I am Freya Watson and I've got Drew Stout with me here today is my co-host. How are you doing, Drew? I'm good, Freya. Thanks for having me on. And, Drew, how many podcasts have you been on now? This should be my second one. Your second uh, one. Yep. Awesome. So, nerves nerves gone. You've got this
1: Yeah, I feel a little more comfortable
0: now. So. Awesome. Okay, so our guests today are Alex Gonzalez and Juan Roncaroni. Did I say that right, Juan?
1: Yeah, pretty close.
0: Okay, okay. So... <laughs> And you two are, uh, Juan, you are the commercial lead, correct, for Europe team. And Alex, you are the regional manager for Spain, Portugal, and Italy. Anywhere else?
2: Yes, you're right.
0: Okay, awesome. No, that's all. Okay, just just those three countries, no (laughs) no big deal. Awesome, so how are you guys doing today?
1: Hey, doing good. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for having us. Uh, Drew, uh, just to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, this is your second uh, podcast. This is my first. So you are twice experienced than myself. So great. Welcome. uh, Yes, exactly. uh, No, 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 thanks. Uh, Thanks again for for having us, guy. Preya, if you want to refer uh, everyone else to me as Ronco, Feel free to okay. do so. Uh, no one called me either Juan or Ronco here at Precision Planting, so.
0: Okay. So Ronco, tell me a little bit about yourself and what does being commercial team lead entail?
1: So I started at Precision Planting uh, eight or nine years ago in Argentina with uh, my friends Leo, Mauri, and Pichu that you had on the podcast quite some time ago. Uh, we start basically from scratch when we were under Monsanto at that time, uh, over there in Argentina. Worked with precision planting for six or something years over there. And then I moved uh, to Europe, uh, Spain, more specifically like uh, three years, three and a half years ago. So that that would be like my precision planting journey. I started uh, uh, in Europe as a region manager for Spain, Italy, and Portugal. Then I moved to the dealer development uh, manager role, and now I'm the commercial lead uh, for our operation here in Europe, and it's been uh, quite quite a ride so far. Uh, we are We are developing a lot of the aspects regarding to the business, so that is very fun and very challenging as well.
0: Yeah, you guys are on the bleeding edge over there. Yeah. Okay. Alex, same question.
2: Okay. So first, thank you. Thank you for the invitation for holding off. Uh, my name is Alexander Gonzalez Vega, but everybody call me Alex. So be free to call me Alex. I am a regional manager the, for for Spain, Italy, and Portugal. So after Ronco left the position, I got it this one. So, over a year in this role uh i tried to develop the dealer channels means try to teaching and learning agronomy with them to help farming in this country um before uh, this role i work in in, in fieldio in at the climate corporations um and I start my professional career in in Argentina in seed production eh, in Monsanto, then Bayer. So more or less, this is my 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 history.
0: Gotcha. And so, for for those listeners out there, we've got you two who are from Argentina, and we also have uh, another from Argentina over in Europe, right?
1: And... Yeah, we have we have our logistics uh <laughs> an operation manager uh that is called Patricio yes. that he's Pato yeah. uh, as we call him Pato that is also from Argentina. So that's quite a trend. Make your own conclusions over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's quite a trend. We are so we always like to say that we are exporting uh talents from Argentina or at least that's what we want to believe at yeah. least. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> rather, th- we are rather
1: than point, That's yeah, all. Sporting? We, we are sporting. We're no. sporting. You fill the blanks.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Very good. So, Alex, I just wanted to uh, tell this story because I think it's just so great. When Alex, when you started, you spent three weeks here in the Trema office, and. <laughs> And you did not know about the Thanksgiving holiday, did you?
2: Oh yeah, it was awesome, <laughs> awesome experience. So this is what the real experience when you are aboard the new company is. It's just not the job is the the people when you work in. Was awesome experience for me. So and, and thank you, thank yes. you again for for the invite.
0: So Alex was was. Um onboarding for three weeks in, in the U.S. and one of those weeks was uh, Thanksgiving week. So there was nobody in the office. And uh, so me and my husband, we ended up, taking, up to, taking him up to my family and we had Thanksgiving there and that was a whole lot of fun. So Alex and Ronco, you've both been there a couple years now. Um, and what can you tell us about the dealer network and agriculture in that part of Europe that might be surprising to our dealers in the US?
1: Yeah, so I think that's that's a great uh, question, Freya. Thanks for that. So here, our dealership network, it's uh, super heterogenic, if, if I may say. So it's very particular in terms that we don't have two dealers that are the same. So we have big dealers, Huge uh, agricultural companies that sells or other other uh, products and also precision planting, and we have these kind of smaller kind of leaders, uh very agronomic oriented, very small companies like maybe one or two guys uh, doing the job. Between those two, we have everything you may think of. So that will be that will be very uh, bound or linked to the agricultural landscape in those regions. So depending where you have big farms or agro holdings, or these like huge uh, farm extensions or or agricultural extensions, you will have the bigger dealers maybe Mm -hmm. uh, covering a a bigger Sort of surface, and then when you have smaller farms, like much more atomized, the the number of farmers and and people that you need to interact with, maybe I think you can you can set up the the trend that you will have the smaller kind of dealer, more agronomic oriented, talking to the uh, sort of the the farm owner will be most likely the tractor driver and the decision making guy in that farm. So again, we have a a, a pretty unique set of of dealers here they may go through uh from big companies to to smaller smaller kind of of, of business more much more local covering like a much less surface
0: okay so yeah. i'm gonna ask a an american question so these bigger farms or the bigger agri versus the smaller agri holdings or farms um how many acres Slash hectares are is one versus the other, and I'm pulling up the conversion here, uh, for myself and so, <laughs> everyone in the US. So a hectare is 2.471 four acres.
1: acres, yeah, almost yeah. 2.5 acres. So, so yeah, that's that's a super tricky question, Freya, because we we are talking about like an entire continent here, it's like the European a continent going uh from russia ukraine to portugal uh-huh. and all all in the middle yeah, you have all different. kind of yeah it's super 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 different but we have like uh a uh, big agro holdings like like they say they can have like a quarter of million of acres or or something around that around that like 200,000 acres mm-hmm. And we have very, very small farms that, that can be twenty acres, thirty acres. Okay. So yeah. again, it's like a quite quite yeah. unique.
0: So let's let's just say let's just keep to the context of Portugal, Spain, and Italy. Yeah. Because I yeah. assume that like there's not gonna be huge agri holdings like there are in Ukraine.
2: No. No, for example, so we we have some our holding there but they are smaller if you compare with Russians or yeah. Ukrainian one or even even Hungarian for example because the country uh, are quite small, if you compare it with the, with the, with the other guys, we have our own holding, but they are different in, in size, for example, maybe for example, in planters, the number of rows of planter in the East of Europe are much similar than Argentina, Brazil, or, or the U S for example, but maybe for the Western with the West parts, maybe the bigger is. 12 roads and the average is eight roads. So th- it, it's quite different at the, at the same time, in my personal opinion is maybe the, the knowledge and the bra- background, that uh, those kind of dealer and farmer have in different in different part of Europe, for example, in the East, they are more specialized in road crops, maybe in, in the Western area, they are different because they have many crops, for example, maybe wine yard, barley, sunflower, beans, uh, cow, chicken. So they are the the that diversification is mm-hmm. correct. So yep. it's is it's quite different. At the same time, this is one of the, the biggest challenges that we have in in the in the west part of, of Europe at the same time, because we have to cover them.
0: Okay. So with that, like the Dealers and the, the parts of Europe where we've got six, eight, twelve rows at on the large end. How do they model their business? Is it more service oriented than pure like product sales? Like, because you're not going to have the volume, obviously. When you can get a sale of you know forty eight rows to one person, that's a whole nother type of business than just somebody selling
1: to mostly people who have six and eight rows yeah there. yeah so over there service will be the main driver so service and consulting we want to be the the trusted advisor as we always say in precision planting for those farmers because when you are making uh, that that effort, because in a smaller planters uh, the impact from um, for some of the components is much more bigger than the impact in bigger planters. Let's mm-hmm. say the PDM, the 2020 architecture, or the 2020 uh, display, you need to sort of dilute. Uh, the the amount of of dollars that will cost you in eight rows not 40 or 36 or or 24 so it's a huge investment and it's a huge when you compare it with other generic kind of tips play or whatever it may be much much more expensive so there the consulting part and the service part is critical both to make the initial sale the first sale but also to be that trusted advisor where the farmer will come the following seasons asking hey, what what we should add now what what issue we want to solve this campaign or or where, where are we focusing now so we solve emergence, great uh what we should focus on you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and and that's that's a great job that the rms here locally are are doing with their dealers to build that uh confidence on them for them to feel confidence enough to work with their farmers to be that trusted advisor, to be all about agronomics, what issues we're going to fix. I'm not going to sell you the entire system just because of it. I'm going to add the solutions that will add the most value to, to your operation. And maybe that's not, let's say, uh, I don't know, smart dev. Maybe that's Delta Force and Smart Firmware and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yeah. being that trusted advisor where the farmers will want to come the following years uh, seeking for solutions.
2: Yeah, uh, Freya, in addition to the Rongo's comment, at the same time, you spend more time with, with with farmer because we need to understand what is what is the real problem that they have to solve or improve maybe in, in, in some region. Yeah. Because, for for example, in Spain, that is a small country. You compare with the east of Europe or or the US. In the north and the south are totally different. At the same time, east and west are different as well. So you need to understand the soil, the challenge, the the mindset of the farmer, the mindset of the capability of our deal. So it's is increasing. So the the cube that we have to penetrate penetration about precision planting, maybe the angle of this line is a little bit slower, but we are moving like a trust advisor, mm-hmm. always by agronomy. So personally, mm. I thought that precision planting is the perception of our dealing and our farmers are always about precision planting is agronomy, is technology. So. They, they want to know what precision planting try to solve them or, or help them.
0: Is there a difference in mindsets in different parts of your territory? Specifically, like, you have different cultures between three countries, and that's a lot different than in the U.S. So what – do you have, like, stereotypical mindsets that you see in different parts of your territory just – what do you got? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah for, for example, I don't know if the, the different mindset different mindset stories so but for example, in Spain we have four dealers. one is the older one and three new ones. So and they are quite different because of the size and they are really uh, focused on the region. No, if if you compare with them, for example, one of them is a big company with uh, machinery sales at the same time, advisors, another one, they are two young guys in in the east part of Spain. They are agronomy. They are farmers. They are really involved in the precision planting environment and experience, so they are Quite quite different. A new and they are new one and they are the youngest one, maybe in, in my region. In Italy it's different because one of them are coming from Trimble, for example, and they have the, the big structure. So they have the R&D area, sales, technicians. So for this reason, we have only at least one, just one in, in Italy, because they are covering the entire country. So, but at the same time, when we talk about mindset, we try to be the American mindset or the Argentinian mindset that they are the really precision planting guy, try to to teach them agronomy or how passionate we are about agronomy and share this kind of experience. And I always like to say about the precision planting experience, because we are really passionate about agronomy far or try to resolve some problem to, to our farming, that this is personally the difference that we have in precision planting with other one, the approach that we have with our farmers. Mm -hmm. So this is the mindset that I don't know wrong in your point of view, but this is more doesn't matter the side is is it doesn't is about the, the mindset that we try to share with them which yeah. which our dealers in so general. It's,
0: so it's pretty universal. It's not like a big swing from one end to the other.
2: Uh, yeah. exactly then they have different capabilities because yeah. they are smaller and bigger but they, in personally I thought that the the, the the main point for us is is try to do an inception so the the precision planting mindset in their mind
0: gotcha
1: yeah and if i may dip the nacho here a little bit um in terms of mindset and and that was alex i think uh he nailed it on the on the dealer side and precision planting side of our dealers but thinking on the farmers we have like uh Twenty-eight thousand different mindset here, all across EME. So, for example, and just just centering or focusing on the let's say Spanish farmers, not to to divert this that much on this podcast because we will need like a seven-hour podcast to talk about, <laughs> to, talk about <laughs> to talk about Europe, and I think that's not a very uh, commercial wise. So, but uh, uh, thinking about Spain, even if you talk about a farmer mindset, the farmer from the south will not. Uh, enjoy buying from a dealer in the North or the West or the East. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they are very regional, even, even if it's a small country compared to the States or to Argentina, where we are from, uh, even being a small country, they are very regional. In terms of where they do their purchase, where do they travel? So they they really defend their own uh, region. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why it's very important. Even having in, in these small countries, having uh, dealers that can fit into that cultural mindset, uh, alongside the agricultural or or trusted advisor kind of mindset. So you may think one dealer can cover the entire the entire region. But for most of the farmers, they will relate much more to a closer dealer than one guy. Let's say a guy from Andalusia that it's in the south will want to buy from a dealer in Andalusia, even if he's like four hours away from a closer dealer uh, for he, the closest dealer in a different region. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So thanks, Alex, uh, that that was just to complete the idea, I think.
2: Oh yeah, that, and, and this is important as well to, to understand because as, as you mentioned for our, maybe in, in Argentina, Brazil, or in the U S by car is almost nothing, but here is, is really different. So they, they want to buy or take some relationship with somebody from the same region,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the neighbor to be honest. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Okay, I'm gonna finish up with one final question. So this is for both of you to answer. Um, so what have you seen in Argentina or in Europe that could benefit if applied to a U.S. dealership?
1: So I, I will. I will start, Alex. Feel free to to yeah. add uh, anything you may think of, but. Uh, so something that i think it may be very valuable from dealers and this is not only for for uh the us but it can be extended to any dealer uh, anywhere we have mm-hmm. precision planting as a as a brand let's say south america uh asia africa europe us whatever you mention so stock management and upfront payments, I think those will be like two those may sound very silly and obvious, but not all of all all of our dealers are doing a good uh, management in ter- in terms of stock, what the stock they are having for season and for future projects. Mm-hmm. Those should be separated. I think so you need to think what you will need for your coming sales season in terms of new projects, but you also need to think what you will need to serve those projects in the field when the season runs. I know that you have the warehouse, the new Morton warehouse that it's awesome over there and dealers may be tempted to, be, to run a couple of kilometers uh, with the truck and pick up some spare parts, uh, but for a farmer to be stopped in the middle of the field waiting for those spare parts, can be a very traumatic moment in the se- in the heat of the season. So again, that will be like stock stock management. We learned that in Argentina, uh, the hard way. We have like very severe restrictions in terms of importations and trading uh, in and out Argentina. So we needed to work very heavily on the stock management uh, over there for our dealers and farmers. And the other one that I mentioned is like uh, upfront payments. This is not very common, I think, so far uh, in the States. I might be completely wrong, but uh, when I when I say upfront payments, I'm talking about like, hey, you close a deal with a farmer, you know that farmer from your entire life, you go together to church or whatever. But you will need to ask for a small uh, fraction from uh, for that deal, like an upfront payment. Mm-hmm. So let's say 20%, 25% or whatever you feel comfortable asking to that farmer. That upfront payment will give you as a dealer the flexibility to start doing other deals uh, inside precision planting with that money. Start taking opportunity on some commercial program that we rele- that we may release uh, in different regions, wherever you are. But also, if you want to, let's say, uh, place a big order and your credit limit or whatever is not enough, you can do an upfront payment with those to precision planting with the sum all with all the sum of the upfront payments that you took from your farmers and secure a bigger order, you will secure a bigger stock, and you will be able to start working on much more projects. And overall, as a dealer, and I think uh, this is not something new for them, for the ones that are, they are doing this, but you will have a a, a great financial help for all that stream of money that is coming, uh, from different projects that you are securing and not waiting until you've final, uh, close those deals and you deliver those deals to collect that money. So that will be like a huge peak of money coming at once to your, uh, operation. But when you have like an, uh, uh, upstream of money coming regularly, it will be much easier.
0: Gotcha. That's that I think is some really good advice. Do you have anything to add, Alex?
2: Oh yes, the, this is this is perfect. So for this reason, Ronco is the the email lead and he knows what what is the difference with with other regions and, and anime, and is and he saw some the summaries that he did about it. So more for for American dealer, I would say in in our regions, maybe for us is. Is considering some some structure or some mindset that that you have in the U.S. or in other region than Argentina because the, you are in the mat- maturity lines. Now we, we are increasing, so maybe maybe the the most helpful thing is try to. To refine our strategy at the same time, taking an, an example for you guys in the US and Argentina as a wrong commission with, with some example, with stock, for example, try to anticipate market trends in Europe because when you understand how is how is the the agronomy, the agronomy gold to solve some problems we can try to adapt in Europe as well, because it's different again with the East and the and the West area. Uh, and this is easier for us to to help into our curve of of learning doing faster than you did it in the US or for example in Argentina. Try to understand the strategy, copy and adapt to our regions in different region, even in, in, in Europe. So now I thought that we have more for learning from you guys than the, the European to, to the U S guys.
1: Gotcha.
0: Okay. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to just share about the year you've had?
1: No, for us, for us was a, a very challenging, uh, year as as everyone else uh it was a very good year overall we get to add a lot of dealers into our dealership network and we are preparing sort of the foundations to tackle next season uh as the best uh sorry at best of our capabilities so it will be next season seems like will be a, a much challenging year than this one so uh again we are preparing everything we are not about like uh going after all the deals uh in terms of money but we want to be that trusted advisor yeah. for the farmer and prepare that uh knowledge and and trust relationship uh for for years to come not only Still thinking building
0: on, that foundation
1: yeah exactly
0: gotcha
1: yeah exactly so
2: w- we are working on the the short term but thinking in the middle and long term as well so this is this is the point is. For 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 our goal, I would say so. We are a young team in the new regions, so this is this is the point. Maybe the, the most experienced guide in, in precision planting, inimi is Ronco, for example. Uh, so it's it's helpful for us as well to understand in different region and again uh, get some experience and try to apply it in, in, in email region.
1: Gotcha. Hey, for the rest, nothing, nothing on my side. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us guys. It was super fun. Uh, <laughs> but thank you very much for having us. Uh, hope, hope everyone can have a, a happy holiday season now. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to pause for a while, like, like a very short period of time, enjoy family, friends and, yeah. and all of our loved ones, uh, hug them, said, said to them, I love you and prepare everything for, for next year. So thank you very much for coming.
2: the same, the same from my side. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was, uh, was awesome. So our first podcast, Ronco. So,
1: well, done. I think so, it, so far, this was is good, a, no. Yeah. I think this is one? the best one, the best one that I heard at precision planting. So, oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: Me, definitely. <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much, and um, and I hope to see you personally, face to face, guys, soon, maybe next year for for yes. a winter conference. No, but for the farm progress shows, we try to be there with with our farmers and dealers as well. Oh, so wonderful. thank you so much.
1: Yes, yeah. that
0: that'd be awesome. We'd love to to get to chat in person okay well yeah with no further ado thank you for listening to the smarter every season podcast again i'm your host freya have a happy holidays Drew, juan alex thank you
2: for for being on with us
1: no worries thank you very much guys
2: thank you guys happy holidays bye-bye